we have ourselves a trade. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special Buds and Blue Jays episode. I'm Jesse Burrell. He's Riley McConnell. And the Blue Jays were making some moves this morning. We have acquired former All-Star and three-time Gold Glove Award winner Matt Chapman from the Oakland Athletics for four players. Gunnar Hoagland, Zach Lowe, Kirby Sneed, and Kevin Smith. And about a month ago, Riley, you and I were here talking about which players we wanted to see the Jays acquire. Now, I really wanted Yusei Kikuchi, who we got. And your number one target for who the Jays should get is this guy right here, Matt Chapman. Take it away. What should we know about him? Well, if you have, if you followed us on Twitter or anything, he's definitely my favorite player in the MLB. Just mm-hmm. flat out. I love the guy. In Oakland, doesn't matter where he was. But now, he's a freaking Toronto Blue Jay. I was ec- ecstatic. I mean, I'm an emotional guy, but this this just trumps so much. This is m- my favorite acquisition in any sports teams I've favored in my life so far. I was hyped all day. Work was great after I found this out. <laughs> I got home. This is all I wanted to talk about. Had yep. my baseball, baseball draft tonight. I took him third overall that's how much i have riding on this guy that match hey, can you do want what guy, i think he him. can do i got my guy there was no yeah. way anyone else in that league was getting him i swear matt chapman so, is mine so what should blue jays fans expect from matt chapman who are we getting who are we getting we're getting a like plus 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 defender i mean he's three-time gold glove and he's a platinum glove winner mm-hmm. um expect amazing defense um he played in a very deep foul territoried Oakland Coliseum. He's moving to a very sm- small Rogers center in the, in the sense of foul territory. And he could range well in Oakland. Um, it's almost like he's playing a more of a beginner's mode here, but he's going to make <laughs> plays um, on, you know, on the fair territory side too. Like you're going to see a lot of good things. Like you, you saw Josh Donaldson make good plays when we had him shout out to another um third base we got from Oakland. Thanks a lot. Ace. That's, that's great. Like you're going to see some real athletic plays. Matt Chapman is an extremely athletic dude. He's an extremely strong dude. He's not necessarily quick footed, but he's very mm-hmm. agile. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had, you can look up his stats and those of you who are look on baseball reference and things like that, you'll notice, Oh yeah, well he didn't actually play that good the last few seasons. I mean, less than the two twenty average and how many home runs. Yeah. But you know what? Go back a couple of years. That's the true Matt Chapman form. I mean, what we could possibly get from this guy is I'm saying it right now. I'm predicting 43 home runs from this 43, guy, wow. 43 home runs and a much better batting average. And the RBIs he's has the possibility to get in the elite order that the blue Jays have. Like they really can't go wrong. Like you're getting probably the best defensive infielder. I, I I'll go as far as say he's, he's my pick for the best defender in all of, all of MLB and you're getting a guy with the potential to hit 40 home runs. And I think if I was to put a number on it, man, I'm saying 43, 43. Wow. So that'd be a new career high. The most he's ever hit was 36 oh. in uh, 2019. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of believe you, like there is real upside with Matt Chapman with the way he hits the ball. Like if you look at his stats, like his hard hit percentage is 54%. His max exit velocity <laughs> is uh, 89th percentile. Like his barrel rates, 86th percentile. So yes, there's real, real yeah. power here in this stats. So it could happen. Yeah, man. And we're not exactly, you know, we're comparing two different ballparks too between Oakland and Toronto. Like mm-hmm. he could, he could really do some damage in the Rogers center or just the American league East in general, looking at all the ballparks in the American league East. Yeah. Maybe um, Camden Baltimore isn't the most hitter friendly in being compared to Rogers center or Fenway or Yankees, but like, 
there's a real shot in this division for Matt Chapman. Like he has a total home with the Blue Jays. And I love it, man. I'm welcoming this guy with open arms. Like I absolutely love it, man. I've been hyped all day and I'm still hyped, dude. We got another episode to air tomorrow and I'm going to be carrying that hype all the way through (laughs) to tomorrow, man, because it's only getting, getting better. We're getting closer opening day, which I'm going to throw something in there too. I don't know if we've officially mentioned on air, but Jesse and I are going to opening day. Yep. We're going to get to see Matt Chapman in person, in the flesh. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, it's just, there's just so much, there's so much to be excited about. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just like, it's it's gonna be awesome man just going to that game and seeing him in the blue jays blue it's gonna look so good man all right so i'm gonna give you guys a little quick rundown here about what matt chapman has been so you can kind of that can kind of give you a framework to what matt chapman is going to be going forward so he debuted with the oakland a's in 2017 and he was good right away right off the hop in his first 84 games that season he had 14 home runs with a 785 ops so above average player already right there boom Next year, his second year in the league in 2018, Matt Chapman exploded. He ended up hit, uh, had an OPS plus of 137, which 100 is league average. So if he was 137, that means he's 37% better than league average, which is significant. And he did that on top of his great defense. And he did hit 24 home runs that year. He followed up the next year, one year later in 2019, he hit 36 home runs, which was his career high, 127 OPS plus, And he finished sixth in MVP voting. So right there, a guy coming in, not only on top of that too, he had the, um, the elite defensive numbers with defensive run saves of 23 and 28 and 28 and 2019. So elite bat, monster power, great defense. Matt Chapman, it, that gave him a wins above replacement of over seven, both those years. And for reference, when Josh Donaldson was in Toronto in 2015, winning MVP, he had a war of 7.1. Matt Chapman has already two seasons in his career where he's been statistically better than Josh Donaldson's MVP season. So that's, that's odd. That's odd. That's odd. That, uh, just everything that coming out of your mouth right now, just is music to my ears. Um, I don't know if this is a, a popular opinion, but I certainly have this opinion is that Josh Donaldson in 2015, there's no denying it had an amazing season for us. Mm-hmm. Like he really carried our team well. And, was great. I love Josh Donaldson. Um, I'm just going to go out there and say it, that I think that Chapman has a higher ceiling than Josh Donaldson could even wow. ever fathom. Like I, it's not that Donaldson got lucky. He had, that was him maxed out to the fullest. He might've been being, he played above his, like what I think he was even capable for. Like he did amazing. Um, but I just think, like, if you could compare it with throwing in defense there, yeah, Donaldson is a great defender. I mean, still, he's an aging guy, but he's still a plus defender and a plus power hitting bat. But, I mean, at the very best that Matt Chapman can be, he slaughters Donaldson in the numbers. He's just got to be on point. That hip has got to be treating him real good. He's got to be comfortable. Like, We've seen him a short little stint about how he talks. He's ready to start a new portion of his career, mm-hmm. meaning he just, he just wants to get out of Oakland. That's great. He's going to a hitter-friendly ballpark. And, yeah. like, from what I've heard, he's a good clubhouse guy. It doesn't surprise me. really doesn't Not surprise me. Yeah. And he's, go- he's going into what I would say one of the best clubhouses with just fun young guys and some, and some great veteran presence, man. Like, just the environment there. And morale is everything in the game of baseball, man. If you don't mm-hmm. want to – if, if you're on the road and you got a four game set against a hard team to play and there's more else down in the clubhouse, man, like where's your mindset at? Like when the mood's light, man, 
just makes things easier. And I think if you throw Chapman in that in a, in a plus guy for his personality and you mix him with Lourdes, I love Lourdes, love Teo, yeah. Yeah. like Vladdy and Bo, obviously, like just, it's just an awesome, it's just an awesome setting, dude. So we talk about how Matt Chapman's upside is just that elite and that good. There is a little bit of downside, which we do need to factor in here when talking about Matt Chapman. Uh, in 2020, the COVID shortened season there, he did have a hip flexor injury, which you did mention there. Uh, it caused him to miss a large percentage of the season. And when he came back into 2021, he, frankly, he just didn't hit that well. He did hit just 210, which is a very low batting average with only a 717 OPS. But he still hit 21 or 27 home runs that year. Uh, but it all came at the heel of a 35% strikeout rate, which if you look over the last two years in baseball, Matt Chapman's strikeout rate is actually fifth worst. So a lot of swing and miss over those last two games, but a lot of it could probably put in towards that hip uh, flexor injury he had. And we've seen with guys, as we mentioned about a month ago, when we were talking about Matt Chapman is that guys usually seem to take an extra year coming back from these hip flexor injuries, like Buster Posey, for example, he had this same injury. We thought he was just done completely, but he bounced back last year and had another Buster Posey like year, another great season as a catcher there. Right. And we saw during the second half of last, last year, Matt Chapman's OPS actually did increase to, to above league average. And that came at the heels of a 218 Babbitt too. So that kind of means maybe he got unlucky towards the second half last year. So there were some real, real signs here that he was coming out of his injury and that he's actually starting to develop back into that person he was in 2018 and 2019 when he was putting up seven more seasons. I know he had 202 strikeouts, I believe, last year. But just you guys wait. I mean, that's that might be the most strikeouts he ever gets. And it's, it's that's the new way of the MLB now. Uh, like, it's a swing and a miss game. And if you drive the ball, you're driving it out of the yard. Like, it's okay to have a plus strikeout number if you're hitting a lot of home runs. And Chapman playing in a hitter-friendly park, man. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to strike out a lot. But I'm definitely – I'm saying it right now, he's not going to hit 210. No way he hits 210. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd be surprised it, if it's that low. Yeah, or else that's just – I'm going to eat everything that I'm living for right now. Um, it's just um, – yeah, he he's obviously recovered last year. I, I saw Oakland in the second half, and Chapman mm-hmm. looked great. Like, I was at the Rogers Center. I don't know what month it was um, – might have been might have been early September. There was a series I went to Oakland. Right. High scoring game, a lot of home runs in that game. I think Chapman hit a double off the wall or something. Like he Sounds didn't look okay. at a place. I think it was. I, if I could, I, I don't even have it, but I'm pretty sure he hit a double. He I struck out and he walked, and then something else in between. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. It's it's really easy to make the Josh Donaldson comparison because the Jays are, oh. are acquiring a third baseman from Oakland in his late teenagers who didn't debut till late, who was a defensive wizard who put up high war seasons. And you know what? I think we might as well just go all in on this comparison. Josh Donaldson's nickname was the uh, bringer of rain. And I saw from my friend on uh, Facebook, Jeff Nickel, wanted to coin him the bringer of range. And I love that. I'm all in. Yeah. So we can use that as a nickname here for Matt Chapman. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to win MVP, but like you said, if this upside is here where he could hit 43 home runs with these defensive numbers, like he could be a star. He, you know what, if it weren't for that injury, I feel like we would see him in a higher regard, which I'm okay with. Like I like 
I like to cheer for an underdog. I got nothing wrong with that. I just think for those of you who know him and are like me and are passionate, I know there's a, there's a follower on our Twitter page that said the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we should have definitely gone after this guy. Loves it. He's there. I think that's great. For those of you who maybe haven't watched a lot of uh, American League West games and you know don't really stay up late enough to watch those games, he's just going to be a fun player to watch. Like He's going to make a lot of Gonna let make a lot of web gems. I mean, he's you know we've seen we haven't had a guy like that really since Kevin no. Pilar making making unreal it. plays every every night. I feel like Chapman will be that guy for the Jays. He's gonna put butts in the seat. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys there. They're gonna put butts in the seat. <laughs> like, uh, um, no, it's he's he's gonna be real good for the organization. So we talked about his defense too, and like his defense is going to help in more ways than one. Uh, his defensive run saved in baseball, I think I said that already, was, was third best in the whole league, just period, since 2017. Full stop. There's only been two players. Alderton Simmons is one, and I forget who's ahead of him, who have been better defenders in baseball than Matt Chapman. And if you look at um, the spray charts of a lot of Blue Jays pitchers this year, a lot of them actually induced ground balls to third base at a high level. Um, in fact, Hunjin Ryu got the most ground balls to third base out of any pitcher in baseball. Our new acquisition, Yusei Kikuchi, is 10th. And Brios and Manoa got a lot of ground balls there as well. And the Jays last year led baseball in inducing ground balls to third base. So now you have Matt Chapman there instead of the likes of like Joe Panic, Bravik Valera, Kevin Biggio, and Santiago Espinal, who all vary from all right to kind of crappy defensive at best. So now you're putting Matt Chapman there at defense. Like, here's the quote that Ross Atkins said about Matt Chapman today. And he said, quote, I'm sure it's a very good feeling for Hunjin Ryu to look to his right and see just a wall standing there. Like, that's our general manager saying that about Matt Chapman. Like, this could be a game changer. And his defensive run saves could be even higher this year. And, yeah, like, let's go. I wouldn't even say can be a game changer. I mean, the hype is real. And this is – I would like to think he's a guy with a lot of professionalism and poise. I – you know, like you, I'm a big MLB The Show guy. Mm-hmm. And I play a lot with Matt Chapman. And one thing they always say when he comes up to bat, now batting the always intense Matt yeah, Chapman yeah, is yeah, what yeah. they say. The always intense. And I love that. He's the only player I've ever heard them say that about. So what, is that, what does intense mean? Because he seems like a fairly reserved guy. Um, to me, that means his head's always in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still having fun out there, but he's taking things seriously. He's being as productive as he can, man, and he's giving it all. Third base is a position defensively where you got to give it all. It's a split-second decision whether you're making that play on your forehand or you're laying out or you're snagging it on your backhand. Like, you got to be quick there. It's the hot corner for a reason, man. And to have a guy like that, the best defensive player in all of baseball right now, trademarked by me, if you agree, (laughs) let me know because I I don't think I'm alone here. No, but there are numbers that back up. Yeah, and I would if I was Ryu, I would feel great too, man. Like, mm-hmm. I hope Kikuchi can, like, you know, possibly work on his off-speed stuff and maybe even get it to, you know, get guys to roll over and righties to pull the ball and let Chapman just kind of scoop up those weak little, you know, grounders or whatever. Or if he needs to, you know, come out of his shoes to make a play, you know, I'm sure he's there. He's very capable of doing that kind of stuff. Right. So in order to get this guy, the Jays did need to trade some people away. So let's talk a little bit about who we gave up. We ended up giving up four players to Oakland, uh, three pitchers, one position player. Uh, it was Gunnar Hogland, who was our first round pick in last year's draft. And now he's probably the main get for Oakland. Like he was the Blue Jays number one pitching prospect. 
a lot of scouts in the year we took him said he would have gone earlier. He probably would have been a top 10 pick if he wasn't currently recovering from Tommy John surgery. Some people thought he could reach the majors quickly, a lot like Alec Manoa did after the Jays drafted him a few years back. Uh, so this is kind of the big piece that the Blue Jays are losing here. But honestly, losing Gunnar Hoagland doesn't really hurt as bad because we already have Alec Manoa, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman locked up for at least five plus years on all three of them. So yeah. losing Gunnar Hoagland, a guy who could probably join that rotation in a few years, doesn't seem to hurt this team as bad. So perfect there. We also had to trade away Zach Logue. And Zach Logue was a lefty who kind of came out of nowhere in the system last year. He had a sub four ERA. He's got that low arm slot fastball that seems to be trendy in the scouts world now. And he pitched well over a strikeout inning for double A AA and triple A last year. And Riley, you know how last, uh, when we were talking about Kikuchi, how we called, we really wanted Kikuchi and how this episode probably really wanted mm-hmm. Matt Chapman. I'm pretty sure when we did our prospects episode a month ago, I mentioned Zach Logue is probably going to be trade bait because uh, Ross Atkins kept mentioning him kind of unprompted whenever they were talking about something. So I thought they were trying to build his values and they could trade him out. And that's exactly yeah. what they did here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I think the, the Toronto got Toronto Blue Jays government's going to be after us trying to get a crystal ball <laughs> for us predicting stuff, man. I mean, this is outrageous. I forgot about that Zach Logue thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's fine. Like I'll let you continue with your trade. I think you're going to refer to the position players soon, Yeah, but like, I mean, so far you're named guys. Uh, and to me, let's pretend that I'm just an average guy. Like, I haven't heard any major league players right now. Oh, so like no one at a major league level. And we just got the best defender in all of baseball for no one off our MLB roster. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that sounds pretty good to me so, so far. So far, so good, right? Yeah. So far, so you. good. Uh, two other guys that the Jays had to trade away. Now, this guy did technically play on the major league roster. We had to get rid of Kevin Smith. Uh, but he only played 36 plate appearance with the Jays last year. He's currently projected to be a low-end regular or maybe a good guy off the bench. Uh, but there are some trendy, like, beneath-the-hood stats about Kevin Smith. Um, he actually led the whole Blue Jays system in barrel rate last year. So we got more barrel on baseball than uh, anyone in the Jays farm team. He did hit 21 home runs with just 400 plate appearances. So you can kind of see why Oakland likes this guy. They can get him in here. They can see him develop, and they can see him run. Same deal. He didn't have a spot here on the Blue Jays team, especially with Espinal and these other guys that the Jays are going to have on their bench. So we're trading from a position of strength in order to get Matt freaking Chapman on our team. So absolute win. And Kirby Sneed, the last guy we got for, is just, he's a reliever. He was saving games for Buffalo last year. He he does strike fighters out, but he also walks a lot of guys. So not a lot great man, man he's <laughs> he how old is kirby Sneed? i was the one i looked at and laughed like yeah you got oakland thanks you can have kirby Sneed. how old is he 28 like he's he's not a 24 year old prospect i'm sure he's he's got some age under him 27 yeah yeah okay um hoaglander i mean yeah like the guy who sounds like a left winger from sweden i remember <laughs> they drafted him i thought great name that's for me, yep. that's the hardest thing to give up is the name. <laughs> um, I know he has. I know he has a. He has a. He's a great fastball pitcher. Kevin Smith. I do remember Kevin Smith playing for us. And yep. yeah, like just replacement level guy. I don't never disliked him. A versatile guy. It just I'll, we'll say call him an infielder. I mean, I was talking to a buddy and I was like, "What is this Kevin Smith's actual position?" And he's like third. And I was like, "I think it's second. Well, he yeah, didn't play see, short. I thought it was first. And they and then he played first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like. And, 
It's like he just plays. He just he'll just play wherever in the infield, which is good. That's good for a rebuilding team. So the fact, Riley, that the Jays were able to get Matt Chapman without having to trade Alec Manoa, Alejandro Kirk, Gabriel Moreno, Jordan Groshans, or Elvis Martinez is amazing. That we were able to get such a high impact back with well keeping on to our top prospects. Absolute W. So what's next oh. for the Blue Jays here? Right? Like we've got Matt Chapman on our team now. We've kept a lot of our pitchers. We kept a lot of our prospects. What are the Jays going to do next? What do you think? I think I think there's only one more thing. I'm content of how how the lineup looks right now. Okay. Um a bullpen arm if anything doesn't hurt to have an extra arm. I'll just say that. But the juiciest one, the hottest take that if this happened, um first of all we're going on the we're going on there every night almost and just talking about the games because there's going to be so much to talk about mm-hmm. and that would be Jose Ramirez right if if I mean that would be a huge splash I don't know what that's going to do to the to the payroll but I mean we're already looking at one of the best infields if not the best infield in baseball so I don't know Jesse you tell me what's next for us if if I have the money to put aside for Jose Ramirez I'd probably do it. What do you think, man? Yeah, Jose Ramirez actually isn't making a ton of money either. He's under team control for two more years. I don't have the exact number here, but it's it's fairly reasonable for the production you'd get. And until we made the Matt Chapman trade, I was kind of always lukewarm about Jose Ramirez. I was like, yeah, he's going to cost a lot, but he's really good. So, you know, do you take yeah. the kind of good with the bad there? Um, I think we go for it, though. Yeah. I think with the Matt Chapman trade, with the pitchers that we have, the Jays have kind of shown that we're all in. I say – now – with the caveat, I still want Cattell Marte. I want Cattell Marte to be the number one guy here. I'm still going to bang the drum for him like crazy. But it's Jeez, you yeah. want your cake and you're eating it too, eh, <laughs> right? Jesse? We've but been it's... spoiled. We've been spoiled rotten. <laughs> oh, man. You know, but I still feel like there's some real smoke with Jose Ramirez. And there was a lot of talk about getting. I actually saw a report maybe about an hour ago that Cleveland wanted Gabriel Moreno and Alec Manoa for Jose Ramirez. So that was a what they wanted before oh. the lockout. So I don't know if you do that if you're the Jays. I could mm. I could see Moreno. I could see if you had to trade Gabriel Moreno to get Jose Ramirez, and I could see that. And that might – some people might not like that. Some people think Gabriel Moreno is for real, and honestly, he looks like it. But Jose yeah. Ramirez is for real too. So I don't know. We'll see. I think I'm going to be fine either way, whether we do get him or whether we don't. I love the, I love the idea that it happens all the time. Um, between clubs, moving minor league players around. But when you have a prospect like Gabby Moreno, I mean, we're talking Jose Ramirez. We're talking about just an elite player. Best of the best. doesn't matter what what position we're talking about. You want to talk about just the best players in the league right now. He's on that list, man. He's, He's on that list of best players playing in the game right now. Depends if the Jays, where the Jays stand for me. Um, if they want a World Series win this year, which I mean, dude, we were but, this yeah. far away last year. We're we're right at we're knocking at the door, dude. Like we're like we're we're we got half a leg and an arm in there. Like we're we're jumping through that door if we move and make uh you know make a grab for Ramirez, dude. But yeah, the cost would be huge. It would suck for um the org to get rid of. Moreno like that's a tough prospect to give up it really is Uh, but 
I don't know, man. It's a tough call to make. Yeah, then we're not the ones making it, right? It would be no. I thank God too, <laughs> yeah. man. I, I... So we're kind of hoping that uh, Matt Chapman can give us our Marcus Semyon replacement, right? Now Semyon was really good last year. He probably even overperformed based on what we expected. But the Jays won 92 games last year, and we did just lose Marcus Semyon. So we're kind of hoping we get Matt Chapman to do what Marcus Semyon did last year, at least come close. And I think there's a real shot that can happen. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Oh, dude, I'm <laughs> I was excited before, but my level of excitement is like just is just so high right now, dude. Like it's I I'm beyond words, man. Like I said about 50 times today when I got home, like, oh my god, Matt Chapman's a blue dude. Like, we got mm-hmm, Matt mm-hmm. Chapman. Like, just on loop. Just it was just insane. I couldn't even believe it was real at the time, man. But it's for real. The Jays are for real. Um, and I was saying to you before we went on today, like, if they did get Jose Ramirez in what would be a costly trade for our youth, mm-hmm. we would be surpassing the star power on the 1993 world series blue jays team and i just want to add that was ricky henderson paul molitor joe carter john allrude right like like i mean but we're talking about how many of these guys could be a future hall of famer on this current blue jays team they're young it's mm-hmm. like they're so youthful we forget like i swear vladdy's hitting like uh, I mean, he's hitting like a guy who has been in the majors for eight years. He really is. Mm-hmm. So I guess this, we can put to bed any chance of Vladdy going back to third base now, right? He's going to be at first base oh, focus on his hitting. He can go. I, if Chapman says, like, if Chapman, if I'm the manager, if I'm Montoya and just Chapman's like, yeah, I feel good today. Like, great. You're there. If you say I'm good every day, like mm-hmm. I'm putting you in for 162 games at third base. Absolutely. All right. I have a question for you, Riley. Because so with Matt Chapman's arrival in Toronto, I want to know where you would rank him out of these five third basemen that all played for the Blue Jays once in their career. So if they were in their prime. Okay. Okay. Oh, I definitely fall. This is my kind of question. Perfect. Uh, So Matt Chapman, where would you rank him along these guys? Scott Nolan, Troy Gloss, Brett Laurie, and Josh Donaldson. So I'll start from five and work my way up. So I'm going to go number five, and no disrespect, Canadian, Brett Laurie. He's just not on the same level as those With guys. You. That's, that's the like, right answer there. He's, I mean, he's clearly the outlier in this. Um, still a fun guy. I love Laurie was, when he was in Toronto. Just didn't play for a good team, and I hated his career. Went to the wayside after getting shuffled mm-hmm. around. That Too stunk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he was a, he's like me. He was a high-energy guy. He couldn't control yeah. his emotions at that time, but it's fine. Um, he was still good for us. Very a lot of people will remember him, man. But sadly, for this list, I got to put Laurie number five. Yeah. Um, don't worry, you don't have to repeat. I know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to think here. Um, let's go. Um, I got to put sadly, I got to put Troy Gloss on on that four spot. Um, a big power hitter, but he lacks the tools. Maybe the he's, right. I mean, he's a big he's a big dude. But he's less agile than even Scott Rowland wasn't a fast guy, but he was more agile. Troy Gloss was definitely a pure power third baseman. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he could have been a first baseman. He probably did play first base throughout his career, too. He had a great strong throwing arm. He could hit the ball hard. He was he was I don't know what the stats in 2006 read, but I'm sure he was tearing the cover off the ball. (laughs) Um, 
So all these plays. So just to reiterate, these are when they played for the Blue Jays or in their prime. So I'm thinking, let's go with their prime. I'm still sticking with this order here. Yep. I'm just having troubles with this next one. I think for number three, could be blasphemy for a lot of Jays fans, but I'm going to throw Donaldson number three on that list, actually. Okay. Obviously was the MVP in 2015, so that's mm-hmm. his prime. Yep. Um, my next day, and my, I'll talk about my top two in a second, but Josh Donaldson, like, is an all-time great. I don't know if he played enough years to get on the role of excellence. Right. But like he certainly his time just, was cut he's, short. Yeah, definitely. But had he played, he could have been, you know, for guys who played the least amount of time in Toronto, we'll say, he, he would be my number one guy to put on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he led our, he led our teams to, to playoff runs. Like he won an MVP. He was a superstar. He was, I mean, the, the third baseman in the American League. Yep. And when he was with the Jays, he was stellar. Mm-hmm. Number one and number two. Who do you got? <laughs> so number two, I don't know if it'll come as a surprise. This is more of a surprise to me. But number two, I'm putting throwing Matt Chapman down there. Mm. Um, still more to prove. Um, I don't even know if that list will change because number one is a for sure Hall of Famer in my books. Right, Scott Rowland, and Do- Don- all time, right? And Donaldson, Gloss, and Laurie are not Hall of Famers. Scrap that. Chapman, there's still a possibility mm. for that to happen one day, perhaps. But yeah, Chapman, the best defender out of all of them, um, is middle of the road when it comes to power, and maybe below average as far as I mean, his if average. He has 43 home runs, then maybe not. But <laughs> I mean. But number one is Scott Rowland. Like, he didn't necessarily hit a whole lot of home runs. But, dude, Scott Rowland is, was just, oh, man. Didn't make it to the Hall of Fame. Kind of broke my heart. He's still – he's like, he's going to we'll get, get it. there. He'll get there next year. He I'm, was, I'm pretty confident. You want to talk about a five-tool third baseman in the, in the 2000s. Like, there was no better five-tool guy at third base. I mean, we, I, here's just a fun name to throw out that he was um, a little bit better, I think quite a bit better than, but still, I would say very underrated. Not Roland. Roland's right where he should be. He's on that peak. He was like an Aramis Ramirez, but much better. Yeah, I, I, better... Was, trying, I was trying to get you uh, caught off of something there because Matt Chapman's your favorite current player in baseball, and I know Scott Roland was your favorite of all time. So I, I'm trying to get you to pick between children here, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Jesus. Is it, yeah. yeah, you're making – Jimmy and Timmy fighting over who gets to sit in the front seat with dad. <laughs> right, well, oh man. No, it's we'll give it to the older kid. We'll give it to the older kid. There you go. Make the young one earn it, I guess. eh? Yeah. Well, he's got a lot to prove and he's gonna, man. He's gonna, he's gonna. Hey, we're hoped that'll do it for our Matt Chapman discussion here. Went a little longer than we thought, but we're excited. We hope you guys, your Jays fans, you're excited too. I can't wait. I just want to do before we get out of here, uh, two things. One, I want to wish a happy birthday to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Still so young. Happy birthday to him. Uh, that's great. And I want to have uh, bring back our This Buds For You segment. We just got some kind of sad news before we got on the show here that uh, former Blue Jays announcer and the host of Blue Jays Central, Jamie Campbell, just got diagnosed with chronic uh, lymphocytic, I think it is, leukemia. So he's battling with cancer. We uh, We obviously feel for him. We hope he has a good speedy recovery here. But he did say on a Twitter that he plans to be there for opening day. So good to see Jamie Campbell there, and we hope uh, he can win this battle here. 
man, he's with us. Campbell has been there along the ride with us. He is such an important part of the organization and our broadcast crew, man. Mm-hmm. This, uh, we, I, I, I want him to be strong. I want him to be healthy, man. And we're with you. Not much you and I can do, but yeah. we support you, man. We straight up support you. The whole Jays community loves you. And I want to throw something out too. Jamie Campbell is just a good guy. Yeah, I know where I'm. I, we, this wasn't. This wasn't a. This wasn't part of the thing, Jesse. I know, but I got some bad because no, Campbell no is such a good guy. He had his Twitter DMs open and said, "This was when the COVID stuff started." Right. And said, um, "You know, if anyone's could use, you know, a laugh or you know, like just a conversation, like message me." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I met this. And, uh, you know, not letting too much personal stuff, but um, my um, my grandmother was a little bit ill at the time. Right. And my grandfather, my grandfather is a huge Jays fan. He was there at the Carter home run. I mean, we had this discussion before. He's mm-hmm. taken me to 40 games, you know, since I, since I was a kid, man. Huge part of my life. Um, I messaged uh, Jamie Campbell on Twitter. I said, hey, you know, my grandmother's going through all this and my grandfather is a very supporting, loving guy. Like, if you have it in your heart and you can find the time, give him the call if you're doing this. Yeah. And he did, man. Jamie Campbell phoned my, my grandparents' house and talked to my grandfather, and they had a great long talk. Just a straight-up good guy, Jamie Campbell. Like, absolutely wish you the best in the future and good health. You got cut with a bad break, but just know the whole Jays community is behind you, man. That's a heartwarming story. It's very touching and just shows the character oh, that Jamie Campbell oh. is, right? Great, great character, man. Oh, love that, man. I'll never forget that. My grandfather will never forget that. They said they had a great conversation. And I love that for both of them. Sharing Mm -hmm. stories. It's so good to hear. Absolutely. Well, that'll do it for us here today. We're going to be back tomorrow. Spring training games start on Friday. So we got to do our spring training preview. So we have much more to add, much more to say. Like, let's go. We hope this was a good uh, information primer for you about Matt Chapman. We're excited. We know you're excited. Uh, Let's go. Let's roll.